Hey, welcome to Happy Tales of Happy Tales, the podcast where you'll hear stories of the way pups have touched our hearts and our lives. So for the next few minutes, let everything else go and just listen and smile. I'm your host, Julie Jackson. Hey friends, thanks for being here. Today I'm sharing a conversation I had with my friend James and his precious pup Caesar. One of the things you'll hear in this conversation that I just love is just their dynamic and how they communicate and how James is able to take the cues that he gets from Caesar and translate them into relationships with the people in his life and the way that his communication with his pup has translated into his his everyday relationships and impacted his life. That's one of the things I love about Happy Tales. I love the stories of dogs doing crazy, funny things and um, obviously the heartwarming stories too. And I really love it when I have the opportunity to talk to someone who's so in tune with how their dog is so much more than a pet, but really impacts their life and just a really integral part of their world. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. Just sit back, listen and smile. There you Thanks, are. Man. Hey, usually, how are you? How are you? <laughs> I'm I, usually, I usually do everything from my for work on my laptop, and I'm using my phone this time, so I, I just don't know how to use it, I guess. <laughs> oh, no worries. I'm the same way. Like, no worries. And hi, Caesar. Hi, buddy. I was going to give him a bath this morning, but he was already mad at me, so we decided not to. <laughs> I think that's totally fair. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this at all. Have you been? Very good. Thank you. I so I should give the disclaimer if I look like I'm like you know losing my mind doing this all of a sudden the dogs it's like living with cottonwood trees in the house right now <laughs> and I'll be sitting there and all of a sudden like fur starts floating by. How many do you have? Five. Now, oh wow that's a that's, <laughs> that's yes. a handful. Yes we um we had six and then uh, very suddenly lost our little Roscoe in November. Um, so, so I, I say we have five Landry, my daughter lives with us and Molly is hers and Molly lives here too, but it's funny because <laughs> Molly is some little Chihuahua terrier mix and Molly considers Landry's room, her apartment. So she spends most of her time in there. She comes out to socialize with us at dinner time. <laughs> And then she's like, let me back in my room. So like the other dogs, she, you know, she's funny. I think she was, most of them are rescues, but she, um, I think she was probably weaned too early and bless her heart. She doesn't know how to dog and she doesn't know how to people like she just is that awkward, like social skills. And so she's really sweet. Like she's sweet and she's, and she wants to play with the other dogs so badly and then when they want to, then when they reciprocate and start playing with her, she like her hockles go up and she attacks them. <laughs> she didn't get that when she was in the litter. That's where they learn how to play and all that kind of stuff. And she didn't get that. So that's yeah. probably. I think that's, you're right. Well, I, know, I know it's true for cats, I heard, but I, I think it's true for dogs too. Because I mean, it's where they learn how to play bite and they know like the strength of their, their bite and stuff. And that's why they say you don't want to take them away from the mother too soon. Because yeah. it's not just the milk, it's the, you know, just the learning, I guess. Yeah, the social skills. So that's what yeah. we think maybe happened with her. So um, she does okay. I mean, she's not, 
she's not one that we have. It's not where we actually have to separate them. You know, she can be down there with them and they're really all good with her. I worry sometimes because the floofs are, um, I don't know, like four or five times her size. And so if, you know, we're, we're like, why are you tangling with them? You know, that's so, <laughs> that's not smart. <laughs> but, <laughs> They don't ever, every now and then, if she gets really aggressive with them, they'll kind of like make sure that she understands that, hey, we're not okay with that. But anyway, so. Yeah, enough for me. I had two for a while, a while back, the previous two dogs, and, and they didn't, they hated each other. They absolutely hated each other. They fought all the time. And I was like, okay, this is never happening again. <laughs> well, and that's really hard. When I've, I have a friend who rescues, and she's had that where two different times, She's had to keep like one dog gets to be out during the day and one dog gets to be out, you know, at night and they have to alternate because, and we've just been really blessed that we've never run into that because I don't remember a time I've had less than three, like in my adult life. Yeah. Now as a child, we did, I didn't have a house full of dogs, but as soon as I was old enough to start rescuing on my own. Okay. So the rescues. Yes. We, well, okay. I say that we don't ever buy dogs, but we have two sets of twins. Our healers right now, they're almost 13 and they're girls, Lily and Eleanor. Um, and they were some friends. It was an accidental litter that some friends had. So if they didn't find homes for them, they were going to have to surrender them. Um, so they, they were not like in a horrible situation. Um, Roscoe, our little guy, he was through the Texas cattle dog rescue. And then the same thing with the floofs. Now the boys, Chuck and Barney, that are the two-year-old Husky mixes, um, same deal. Some friends of ours, it was an accidental pregnancy and they were trying to find them homes, but they couldn't find homes for them. And it was one of those things where like the people that were interested, they didn't feel comfortable that it was for loving reasons you know like they just never had anyone respond that they felt comfortable sending them with so they were about to surrender them to the husky um the husky rescue to see if the husk if they could get them adopted out and we had already kind of fallen in love with them but had four at the time and so ricky who is a reasonable human being was like no we're not taking two husky puppies and i was like okay but you know i would like show pictures and I'd be like look he could be yours you know and he's like no (laughs) and then when he found out they were going to the shelter or the rescue even though the husky rescue would have been a great you know they're they're great obviously but he looked and he goes well I guess we're getting two puppies and I was like two (laughs) oh he was ready to get both of them then yeah well I appreciate his heart because I felt the same way since they were siblings he didn't want to separate them but you were just trying to get one of them and he (laughs) he ended up going for two Right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you got, you got the big prize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, tell me all about Caesar. So Caesar, um, I, I wanted to, I lost my dog Maxwell the year before and, or not by, I think I, yeah, probably like a year or something before that. And I wasn't sure if I was going to get another dog. And then I seen some Boston Terriers and absolutely loved them. And so I started to look for them and I couldn't find any breeders in the area. So I looked, I called the Boston Terrier Society of North Texas and, they hooked me up with a breeder in um, in uh, Louisiana, in uh, somewhere between um, uh, Baton Rouge and uh, and uh, New Orleans. And so I flew there. It was around Mardi Gras, and she wasn't sure she was going to actually sell him because she was planning on showing him. 
but she said, give me about three weeks. And he was just like maybe six weeks old at the time. And I saw his picture and I'm like, I named him Caesar before I ever got him home. And I even told her that. And she says, she calls me one day, I get this message and it's like, hi, this is Tina. Uh, she goes, Caesar wanted me to let you know, he says hello and he wants to talk to you. And I knew that that meant I was going to get him. So before I even got him, my, my friend Richard named him Pablo. So he, a lot of my friends call him Pablo and they, that's where the whole Pablo shirt thing came from. Um, but I flew there for around Mardi Gras, picked him up and flew him home. He got to fly home in first class with all, and he got to get spoiled on the plane. He didn't have to, he didn't go under the seat the whole time. He was not, he just sat on my lap and, um, it was just awesome. And so he's just been an amazing boy. Um, he's halfway, well, we did, we did, I did show him, um, several times he made it halfway to a champion, but he got mad at me because I kept messing up his shows because like I was I played or I messed through the paperwork. I was like, every every other daddy does it right. <laughs> Get it together, dad. And he was already mad at me at the time because I, I got into a fight with his teacher in his agile class, so he couldn't go back there anymore. So oh my gosh. <laughs> so he's like, Daddy, you so embarrass me all the time. So Oh, I love the Pablo shirt picture. Is yeah. it so great. Was that his welcome home party? No, so that so they did that. It was back in around 2016. Uh, I guess it was election year, and they just just uh, my friend John. I can call Irish John. He just had them all made, or he had a couple made, and then everybody saw them. They loved them, and so like we had the whole group that was there. But then people that I you know gone on cruises with, they're like, oh, send me one, you know. So like <laughs> there's like a lot of people with both Pablo shirts, and people are like Who's Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. That was great. Yeah. So he's, he's a good boy though. He's, um, all, all kinds of stories with him. He's, he's, he's a paint, he's a bit of a spoiled brat. It's been, you know, very, uh, determined, like his personality is very strong and he, he's very, um, like there's a place in the living room where I have to sit on the floor I and mean, then my butt has to hit the floor and otherwise we're not playing and he doesn't consider that playing and he will pout until I get in that position. And once, like, he'll act like I'm just, like, he's calling PETA and stuff. He's got, like, Sarah McLaughlin playing in the background in the army of the day. And then once I sit there, he's up and he's running around and he's playing. It's crazy. I'm, like, I'm getting too old for that, though. <laughs> yeah, Isn't a, it amazing how adept they are at training people? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yes. He's got a certain way he you know what he wants to eat he's, he's very picky about his food and if i don't prepare it right it gets sent back uh, so how does wanted. he how does he want it prepared so because well so he's he can't get used to like one thing so if i get like i he likes grilled chicken right so i'll get, cut up the chicken grill he loves it but then he gets tired of it and he won't eat it and he'll have to eat my and then i'll go to something else so he just keeps switching right he loved carrots for a while which are good for him but he just stopped eating those um, he was on a raw diet and I had to stop that because it's just nasty. I mean, it's good for the dog for, for me just having it in a bowl with all the, you know, it was raw <laughs> and if yes. he didn't eat it right away, I just, I just couldn't. And then just touching it was nasty. Yeah. So, yes. yeah. So he eats, um, he, he, I cook it for him now. And if it's like a, a chuck steak or something, I'll, I won't, I won't cook it. Like I'll just slice that up for him and just give him a little bit at a time because it's not very, like nasty like chicken is. It's not slimy, <laughs> but yeah, so he, and he, um, Pretty much eats any he always has to have my food so if we're at a restaurant like i've sat on the patio i'll order something and i'll order him a piece of chicken the same thing i'm having he won't eat his so i'll have to eat mine <laughs> and unless i put it on the if i don't have it on like if i took his chicken put it on my plate and started feeding him that he's totally good with it oh so he's smart 
me. Oh, yeah. He's smart. So one thing I noticed from his pictures, I was cracking up because he would either have, like, this big grin on his face, or, of course, when you were showing him, he looked so serious, and I thought, this guy knows how to work a room. Oh, yeah. Yep, he, he, and he, he's not like, he doesn't dogs like run up to people and they're like, oh my God, it's a new person. Hey, pet me. He's not like that. He's like, I'm an amazing dog. Come over here and pet me. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> when you come home from your from work and your dogs, they, they come over, they jump on you. They want to kiss you, right? Yes. He goes crazy like that, but what, he, what he, he'll do is he'll uh, stay in one place. He, he thinks I'm so happy to see him that I need to come over and pet him. He won't run to me. He wants me to come to him. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. As well as it should be, James. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. But, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's uh, helped me through a lot of tough times. I had a, a few, like, during the, right before the pandemic and just around that time, things were not really good for me. He was right there by my side. He was my buddy. He made me laugh every day, you know, because you have, you know, at the time, you know, like, everyone was out in a, or staying home and you couldn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, when you live alone, that's not very fun, you know. So having him around was a, was the best. Oh. You know, so. so have you? Did you grow up with dogs, or have you always had dogs? Uh, we had when we were teenagers. We didn't have any as like kids. I don't think my mom wanted them. But then when uh, we were like twelve or so, we had our German Shepherds. I think. We had a Duke and Sheba. Oh. Um, so yeah, we had those. And then when I moved out on my own, I got uh, Maggie, and then I had Maxwell, and now I have Caesar. So. Oh, well, Caesar's amazing. So what do you think you've learned from Caesar? Well, what have I learned from you, Caesar? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I've learned um, just about animal socializing. I think I may have over-socialized him, but I think it's good because when he he sees other dogs, he, he, um, because he's still intact, a male dog will kind of take that as a threat. So sometimes um, I have, you know, he knows how to deal with it. Like he knows when a dog is, is growling or being aggressive, he knows how to just be neutral and kind of keep the peace. It's really interesting how he does it. Yeah, wow. like he's not he doesn't like try to attack back. He doesn't act like he you know, shake, he just stands there and just kind of acts like everything's good. And usually the other dog just kind of backs off. So I'm kind of learning that with people. You know, instead of just trying to attack them back, just maybe show them that they're not that big. <laughs> you know? That's so profound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't uh, pop up and don't shrink, but just stand your ground. That's what he did. He just stayed there, and he and he was a, uh, and he never got himself bit or anything. <laughs> so, ah, it's Not- I. I love how they model things for us. Oh yes, I'm gonna put him down because he drives me mental. <laughs> for a oh, second. well, and he's <laughs> like, I've made my appearance. So. Yeah, he's like, I'm famous. He says, I'm famous. But yeah, you learn a lot from them, and you also learn. Like I've learned. You know, I'm ADD, and um, I don't know if you remember that from school, but like I, like I put the ADD in Adderall. Let me just say that. And, and he catches me like I te- like when I start going off, he t- he'll just stare at me. It's really interesting. He he helps me to stay focused, and he helps me to like I've learned just from how he reacts to me because dogs they're looking for signs from us. They don't speak our language, so they're looking for our motions. They're looking for sounds or smells just to kind of pick up on on the communication like our, our body language to them and so i've learned that you know i probably confuse him sometimes where i'm saying hey you want to go for a walk and next thing i know i'm reading a book and he's like i thought we were going for a walk sorry you know but but you learn that and i'm thinking okay well maybe in my relationships with people like i, I might do that and they might feel neglected or off you know because i haven't really finished what i was 
intending to do. And I just kind of went on to something else and having him around kind of helped me to be more aware of that. Um, wow. I, I don't know if he's like dogs have a talent in that way, but for some reason, whenever I find myself going off into an ADD, whatever you call it, ADD hole, it's like, he's right there staring at me. And I'm like, stop it. He did it. <laughs> and he'll just stare at me until I stop. <laughs> Is he judging you or is he just like, settle down? (laughs) He would judge me regardless. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's funny because of course we have um, multiple personalities. You know, they're also different. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that they, I think all of them are unconditional, but as far as just their, the way they accept us and love us, but their personalities are always so unique. And it's funny because we always have, we, you know, we have one personality at least that she'll look at, you know, you know, you're being judged. <laughs> you just know. That. Do they, do they always want to play like constantly want to play? Um, you know, it's funny, the dynamic, um, the boys, Chuck and Barney, they're still young too, but they, they go hard. Like they will just play, play, play. And then they're exhausted. And then, for you know and then that sometimes that'll last them the whole day so they may go hard for like 20 30 minutes and then it's funny because sometimes they try to play with the healers who are the senior girls okay and um lily in particular lily and eleanor are both from the same litter but lily bless her heart she's totally blind now and um both of them have benign tumors but lily's is on her belly and it's really large like really big so i know it causes her discomfort if she like just to sit and lay just so you know so that it's not putting pressure or whatever and so sometimes we especially worry that when they start trying to play rough and they'll try to play with her but it's funny because even like having that and being blind and everything sometimes all of a sudden we look and she's like jumping you know and she's wanting to play with them too and then she'll kind of put them in their place like okay i'm done and so for her um it may last three minutes you know but she'll even sometimes and the boys really want to play with the girls sometimes just because you know i think that's their nature and the girls will indulge them for a little bit and then they're like yeah we're done we're out of here so Well, see, the, the, the beauty of having other dogs is they play with each other. This one, you know, he'll walk up to me. You know, I've been doing painting or in my condo, and he'll he'll just come up with his toy, and it's so cute. He's got that, like, let's play. And, and I, I'm like, I can't. I have to put my stuff down and play with him because it's just so cute. And he'll walk up to me with his little toy all the time, just wanting to play. I'll be working, and he has his little bed under my desk, and so I, I work from home. So he'll sleep down there, but then every now and then he'll just start getting like really antsy to like, you know, walk in the morning and then at, at noon. But then while I'm on conference calls, he sees me here, I'm home, I'm talking, but I'm not paying any attention to him and he doesn't get that. Oh, so. right. I have cer- a few days that I work from home and Lily now, especially being blind, she'll hear me on the phone. And when she does, sometimes she'll walk up and start barking. Like, who are you talking to? You know, why aren't you talking to me? You're home and you're talking. It should be to me. Yeah. Like, who else could that be? There's not really, they're like, there could be people in that phone. Where's those voices coming from? Yes. And there couldn't be anyone that matters more than me. And you know, right. you're kind of right. right. <laughs> Absolutely true. You know, I mean, I have some dear friends, a lot of good people in my life, but there's nothing like the love of a dog. There's just nothing like it. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Well, and you know, I thinking about you saying how you'll be doing something and he comes up with his little toy or whatever. He, 
whatever it is you're doing, it'll still be there. You know, so the, I love the fact that you recognize that and you're like, let's play, you know, because. It's still there now. I still haven't finished. <laughs> you know what? It'll be there. It'll be there. It's true because you, you only get the dog for a period, for a short time and then, you know, you want to love him all the in the face is just like he's sitting here staring at me. He's got his toy right now sitting on his little stool to get up on the bed. And he's looking at me. Oh, yes. So Lily and Eleanor, they're so consistent and so loyal. They're laying right here at my feet right now. They're both. I mean, oh. and, I, and they're sacked out. I would be willing to bet that Chuck and Barney right now are laying right outside that door, also sacked out. But if I close that door, then that would totally not be acceptable. And right before we started, Chuck was in the seat next to me. He was like, let's oh. go. You know, so yes, they, I've never been, um, I, I've missed an opportunity because with all the dogs I've had in my life, I've never been one to really learn how to train them. I mean, we learn manners. It's not okay for them to not have manners, but for the most part, I should probably qualify that too. <laughs> but, <Thanks. laughs> um, but as far as, you know, like being really good about sit and stay and recall and all that, they know basics, but they think they're optional. And so I always kind of laugh because I'm like, you'd think that I would be really good at training dogs, but I just never learned how to do that. But I have never been owned by a dog that was not an expert people trainer. <laughs> exactly. Have, have you heard of the clicker training? I have. I have. I've I've never done it. Have you done it? Yeah, that's how I trained Caesar with uh, clicker training, and so um, like that's how he learned all his tricks. And he learned like I learned to you know, he learned to stay away from the Christmas tree because I just put the skirt part. Oops. He just pulled it. He just had it. I swear. Sometimes if he thinks he's a cat, I, I think this dog. He just tried to jump from his thing onto the onto the ledge of the window and, and went right down. I'm like, okay, oh, failure to lunch. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, really, Caesar? Uh, but yeah, so the clicker training really taught him, like, what I did with the tree is I didn't put the tree up. I just had the skirt down and just the stem of it. And I would walk over there with him. And then I would click as long as he didn't cross over onto the, uh, to the tree skirt. And that, he stayed away from it, never went near it. And he was just a little puppy. And okay. So, yeah, it works. But you have to click and treat. And I think with his tricks, though, he he um you have to treat. Like if he doesn't, if I don't have a treat in my hand, he ain't gonna do it. <laughs> oh, so. okay, right, right. Yeah. Now they have figured out. So this will have to be a whole episode in and of itself because the boys, fortunately, were surrounded by dog people. But there is mm -hmm. a beautiful border collie on one side, and I'm not sure if she's altered or not, because I think Chuck really has a crush on her. And there are certain times when Chuck really wants to be on her side of the fence. And he has figured out how to pop the boards out of the fence at will. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a, wow. Yeah. So the fence, the the cross pieces are on our side so there's nothing on that side to prevent it and the fences are old enough that you know those little nails they use were not floof proof and so when he's determined he just because they're like this he just pops them out and um and then on the other side, it's two boys and they like to they like to play like nasty vicious with each other but Chuck also knows how to pop the boards out. So he's gotten in their yard multiple times. And once they're in the yard together, they're best buddies. Like they act completely vicious when they're, when the fence is between them. But once they get together, they just romp and play and they're, but whenever we see them going up against the fence, we have to get him in pretty quickly. Cause we know that if we don't, he could bust right through. 
And Mm -hmm. so we would treat them. And then we got where sometimes we wouldn't treat them so that we don't always have to have the treats. And now sometimes if we're really desperate, we just slam the cabinet in the kitchen that the treats are in. And when he hears the door slam, they come running in. So there's some things they know, but... Yeah, you know, see, my dad, when we had our dogs, he thought that he could, like, talk to him and argue with him. And I'm like, Dad, they don't, they don't have a clue what you're saying. I mean, you, you can't punish a dog. A dog doesn't realize that he's in timeout because he did something wrong. A dog just knows you're putting him in a room, right? They don't, you know, this, well, when, he, when uh, we come home and he's chewed something up, we know the look on his face. I'm like, that's because they know the fact that when there's a mess here and you come home, they're going to get in trouble. It's not that they feel guilty, I don't think. I think it's just because they know that in this situation, this is what happens. And so if they shore up a couch, they see you come home. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look what I did. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, this one, he has, he, you know, I think he chewed a shoe. Like he started to chew on a shoe and brought it to me, put it down and, and could turn himself in. And that was the only <laughs> thing he ever chewed. The oh. whole time. He was Bless like your <laughs> Well, Love okay. It. I think there, I think there's about to be some floof shenanigans. They're awake yeah, now. Park. He's, he's like, he's normally he's at the park now, and it's beautiful outside, it looks like. Well, hey, so. I'm going to let y'all go hit the park, but I cannot tell you how much I, this has been so great, and I yeah, appreciate hey. your time so much. Yes, de- definitely. I enjoyed speaking with you as well, and so um, I'll look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much for being here, and have a great one, friends. Don't forget to head over to Facebook and Instagram to see pup pictures Head to the website for your free gift, or if you would like to share a story, any story ideas or suggestions. And finally, if you want to receive this podcast automatically, please subscribe or like in your podcatcher. And if you like what I'm doing, please consider sharing and liking and maybe even being really wild and crazy and leaving a comment so other people can find out about it and we can share more stories. Please always remember that you are as great as your dog thinks you are and smooch your pooch. Have a great one, y'all.